Hello, beautiful people. I'm Heat, host of Ordinary Chaos, where we explore the interesting side of ordinary. We often see famous people as interesting and not famous people as not interesting, but the truth is we're all interesting if you ask the right questions. This episode is one of a special three-part bundle within the Person Next Door series. If you're new to Ordinary Chaos, the Person Next Door is a regular person whose daily life might look something like our own. In this mini-series, I'm talking to three trans people. I start and end the conversations much like I've done for any of the others in this series, but the messy middle? That's all about their experience of being trans. In these episodes, there's a bit of coarse language, and there are some topics that you may or may not want your kids to hear, though penis amputation is the only direct mention of genitalia, and we have no explicit conversations about sex. With that, I hope you enjoy these as much as I did. Hey here, today with another person next door. Today I'm here with Jaden, and Jaden loves Star Wars. Tell us what you love about Star Wars, Jaden. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love being submersed into like a universe that's completely different and seeing all the like sci-fi stuff. Big sci-fi nerd. Um, love the droids, love the battle scenes, like talking between the characters. I love, I just love Star Wars. I'm actually going to Disneyland in a couple of days and I'm going to go to Star Wars land and they'll never see me again. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I caught you before we, you went then. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Kicking off with, what would your younger self be surprised about your current self? Yourself was born a girl, so the fact that I am no longer would probably freak them out a little bit. I actually think about that a lot. If I were to see myself later on as like, or if I met my younger self, I feel like they'd be like, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) Which is kind of cool. I mean... So it definitely would be trans. I think it would also be the fact that I'm going to be in a doctorate's program. Lived in a kind of a rough neighborhood when I was growing up, as I'm sure you know, you taught me. Um, and so being there and having a dream to be a doctor and knowing what I wanted to do, but thinking that there was no way that I'd be able to do it and then doing it. So that's probably it. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw your social media post about getting into a program and starting it. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) Yeah, I remember our conversation about how I was working at a pizza place and just not really wanting to do that anymore. Yeah, thanks. So cool. The person who I taught presented female and the person I'm talking to now is not. (laughs) So when did you know or how did you know that that was you? So, I mean, I'm sure you remember and for people that didn't know me, I've always been different. Never wanted to wear dresses. I actually hated it. You had to kind of like fight me to get into one. And as soon as I could take it off, it was gone. And this was never really girly. My sisters and my cousins were always, you know, I want to get dressed up. I want to play. No, I was, I'd rather roll around in the dirt, mess around with all the boys. And so everyone just thought it was like a tomboy thing. And I mean, I did too. And my family, they're traditionally Hispanic. So you can imagine how well that went. (laughs) So I didn't really have a lot of resources. I came out as lesbian because I thought that that's maybe what I was um, initially. So that was probably in about high school, maybe like freshman or sophomore year. Um, And that worked for a little while until it didn't. But I always just kind of felt different because I had a kind of like a squeaky voice. I didn't like my squeaky voice. I didn't like anything that was like feminine about me. I just wasn't comfortable with it. But yeah, I mean, I've known forever. I just didn't have the tools or the resources or the community to kind of help me navigate my way through that. When I went to NAU, I was in a gay-specific housing, which was really cool. Um, I got to meet a lot of people. I met some trans people and got to like pick their brains and 
talk to them and I was like, holy shit, am I trans? (laughs) 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 Well, there's that. (laughs) I think I've always known. I just didn't really know the words or the terminology. I just didn't have it growing up. And then it was when I got those resources and got to ask questions and pick people's brains, do all that, that I realized that that was that. After that, it was like, okay, well, I'll try to do this, this, and this, you know, before you start irreversible things like hormones and such. Yeah. Who was the first person you told? I think there was this trans guy I knew that I worked with. His name was Hunter. It is Hunter. He's not dead or anything. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Hunter. And he was a really valuable resource for me. I think he was the first one I told. And then I think right after that, it was my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. I remember telling him, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. What do I do? I was like freaking out. And he was like, dude, it's okay. He's like, it's all right. And kind of like talked to me through it. And yeah. So you've made a couple different mentions of people who would be close to you and important to you. So you mentioned your Hispanic family. You mentioned your girlfriend at the time. Either of those two paths. How did that conversation or series of conversations go? Well, it went a lot better with my wife than it did with my Hispanic family. I had already kind of distancing myself from them when I had come out as lesbian because they just weren't super open and accepting. They just weren't kind of like mean, I guess, for lack of a better word. They were like, it's wrong. You shouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, I don't know. So I just started like distancing myself from that and just kind of realized like, they're just going to tell me that everything I do is wrong. So might as well be happy and wrong. Um, (laughs) So... I started distancing myself from them a lot just to kind of give myself room to be and be excited. I really wanted to be excited about my transition. So I didn't tell anyone on that side of the family until I had already done my first shot. And I was like, oh, can't turn back now. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have went longer if my voice didn't start dropping so quickly. I think it took like two weeks and my voice started getting really deep and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so didn't go so well with them. With my wife, it was really kind of cool. She's an amazing person. She's super like loving. She loves unconditional and it's really cool. So when uh, I told her, she was like, okay, um, I don't really know what to do. She was like, what do I call you? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't thought that far yet. She kind of helped me with everything. We like explored like, okay, do you want to use he, him pronouns? Do you want to, I chose to just go he, him. I didn't want to make it any more confusing for myself. Um, and those worked. So I did that. And then we kind of just started researching stuff. I'm trying to remember... I think we looked on Tumblr. There was like a whole like trans like page or something. And we would just sit there and like scroll through just to, you know, get that kind of exposure to it. Try to learn what I needed, what I didn't need. So she was amazing. Definitely couldn't have done it without her. Uh, She went with me for my first shot, which was really cool. And yeah. And that was in college, after college? In college. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was 2017. So like my sophomore, junior-ish year, something like that, right in the middle. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) So how did you choose your name? Oh, that was tough. I really felt for my mom at that time. Like I can imagine having to name three humans. I can even name myself. (laughs) So we were just kind of going back and forth. I knew I wanted to keep the J so that my initials would still be relatively similar. I think we just went back and forth with like a whole bunch of names. Jaden just kind of fit. I didn't want to do anything like super Hispanic because look at me. <laughs> I'm I'm Hispanic, but like I'm really light skinned. People would look at me probably kind of weird. So we were looking at all that stuff and Jaden came across and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, it's a good one. Let's go with that. It's a really hard name to find a middle name for though. Very difficult. Did you come up with one? I have not even thought about middle names. 
Yeah, actually, uh, we were scrolling. So remember, we were trying like, you know, traditional names. I didn't want a John or anything weird like that. So it didn't work for me. I'm really into Greek mythology too, anything mythology. And so we actually settled on Apollo. So Apollo is my middle name, which I thought was really cool because Apollo does a lot of cool stuff. (laughs) That's very cool. Was there a moment that you looked in the mirror and were like, ah? Yeah. I mean, I've always looked pretty masculine. That was kind of my thing. But I remember when we got, I had bought my first binder. So if you don't know what that is, uh, it kind of like flattens the chest out, takes away the lumps, I guess. I feel <laughs> like I don't know how to say that without yeah. being weird. So my wife and I had bought her for my first binder and she had to help me put it on because you've never done it before. It's a little tough. So we put it on and I remember I put my shirt on over it, looked in the mirror and I was like, holy shit. It just changed my whole life. I think I stared at it and cried for probably like two minutes. And I'm not a super emotional person, but so that was definitely the point where I was like, oh my God, I look so good. And it was just this piece of cloth. So I changed brands to one that was more comfortable, but that one was so uncomfortable, but it looked so good. I didn't even care. I just dealt with it. (laughs) How is it different moving through the world as a man instead of as a woman? It's actually very strange or it was at first i wasn't really used to it i grew up in a hispanic household so you know most of the time at least in traditional ones like men have the say men have the power men do this 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 women just whatever and so people were coming to me for stuff like well what do i do now i was like well, i don't know i was like oh no 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 i haven't figured all this out yet so it's like trying to do that and kind of defining to yourself like what it means to be a man because i feel like people are like oh you know a man a man a man but what does that mean other than you're born with certain parts? I don't know. But it's like, and so it's like trying to define like what it means to be a good man. But yeah, I mean, I was reading somewhere once. I have tangents, sorry. No, please do. <laughs> I was reading somewhere once that keep walking forward and women will like move out of their way. So men learn to not move out of women's way. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yes, it's true. It's true because I would start to like move out of the way and I'd bump into a girl that was moving out of the way for me when I was walking. And it was so strange. <laughs> I have my degree in science. And so it's like I spent a lot of time with like science and math and physics and all that. That's a lot of males usually. And I remember in my initial labs, I would be like, you know, what if we do this instead? And they're like, no, no. Like if I was working with a guy, it was like, no, we're going to do it this way, the way he said it. And then as soon as I transition, the same ideas, the same ideas, but my voice was deeper. So all of a sudden now I have some kind of authority that I didn't have before. So when I was like, you know, we should try it this way. They're like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I literally said that two years ago. Nobody wanted to listen to me. So it's like just people, I guess people just listen to you more. That's unfortunate because I think that my wife is way smarter than I am. And no one like, I'll be like, don't worry, I'll speak for you. But it's, it's kind of cool to see it on both sides. Because then I feel like you can kind of make a change. Well, I don't tell my wife what to do. She tells me what to do. But it's like, <laughs> an idea I try to give her the floor to be able to speak. And I want to have that basic understanding. Because I know what it's like to be kind of cast away or pushed aside and not listened to or not taken seriously or written off as emotional. That was kind of what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's so weird. I've always felt like I was at least, you know, a little bit smart, but nobody started believing me until my voice got deep, I guess. 
as soon as you had like a label and a, a framework for realizing that you were trans, was the decision to transition immediate? To start hormones, I think that was relatively quick. Like I didn't really think about it. That's what I wanted to do. I had been looking into it and doing research on like side effects and what to expect and changes and just trying to read anything so that I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. I try not to make rash decisions. <laughs> so I was like looking into that. They make you meet with a therapist to kind of speak about like, oh, I'm trans. Well, like they have to sign a paper, which was kind of annoying. I get it, but it's kind of annoying. Sign a paper that says that you're like mentally fit to transition or something along those. So basically that I'm not going to try to detransition later because it's not possible. I mean, certain things are possible, but I thought that was kind of annoying. So I was like, I don't know why you're gatekeeping like my body, but sure, whatever. So, I mean, it's good because it does slow you down a little bit, but I don't know, whatever. So yeah, it was just relatively quick. As far as like surgeries and stuff, I haven't had any surgeries yet. And I don't really know if I want to do all of that stuff yet. We'll kind of figure that out as it is. But yeah, I was pretty much like, okay, I'm doing it and just jumped right in. <laughs> I guess speaking of surgeries, do you get a lot of questions about genitals and your sex life? Like, I'm not going there. Like, that's not what I'm here for, but. Yeah, I don't think I was prepared for that. When I first transitioned, I was very vulnerable, like sure. extremely vulnerable. And I'm not used to that feeling of like, not powerlessness, but pretty much as close as you can get to that, which was really cool. Cause I had a, I mean, that wasn't cool, but I had a roommate that was my best friend in college. Her name was Monique and she was also incredible. Um, I have one of my other best friends, Alexis, who is an amazing person and my wife and my mom and my Nana. And it kind of felt like they all like circled around me. So it was like, anytime somebody asked something stupid, they would just be like, stop. And I was like, I didn't have to say anything. It was great. But yeah. Yeah, I would get questions like, well, have you had surgery? And I was like, it doesn't work like that, first of all. And second of all, like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> you never asked me before about like sex or any of that stuff. But all of a sudden now, like people think it's okay, which I think that it's a good idea to speak and be open and help spread information about being trans. And I'm all for it. But I don't think you should be asking random strangers about their sex life. I just think it's kind of weird. Yes. <laughs> I had to draw the line there. And I was like, I'm not going to talk about any of that. There's porn videos. There's YouTube. Go watch over there. You can learn over there. I'm not going to teach you. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to embarrass my wife. I'm not going to embarrass myself. Like, no. Yes. Well, and there's a difference between being open and being at people's beck and call for whatever they feel like asking. Right. <laughs> if you ask me a respectful question, I will a thousand percent answer it. If I'm comfortable enough with you, like I've had friends ask me, like people that I've known for a long time, like, oh, is it different? And I was like, yeah, it's different. We'll leave it at that. But it's like, I know you, so it's not weird. But if like, I just met you and you're like, well, what's it like? And I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> Why are you asking me this? You don't walk around. I'm not going to go up to some random lady on the street and be like, how's your sex life? You're gonna be like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know if it's because people, I know people are curious, but it's like, there's a better way to ask questions. I think that sometimes you just have to remind people that they're being assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And like you said, if we haven't had a conversation about our sex lives before, now's not the time to, uh, to initiate that. Right. And if I want to talk about it, I'll bring it up. But until then, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just because trans people, I feel like, are, like, hypersexualized in, like, the media. Not the media, but, like, yeah, the media, I guess. But it's, like, so all of that stuff and 
I think that might be what it is and where it stems from. So I will correct you. I won't be mad at you, I guess. I'll be a little annoyed, maybe avoid you because you're kind of a weirdo, but <laughs> I won't be mad at you. <laughs> That's a great distinction. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out would be a decision that you would need to make, yay or nay. Like every time you're in a situation with new people, how do you decide who to tell and who to not tell? So like a lot of the people at my work, because they're right in the middle of the neighborhood. So, you know, most of the people there are pretty cool. Well, and by cool, I mean just tolerant or not mean. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> you mean so much, but whatever. There's a lot of people at my work, which is nice because I feel like it's like a community, like our own little community. So it's like all of them now. I just kind of read people's body language, I guess. I don't like drill them. Like, what do you think about trans people? And then be like, well, I'm trans. And they're going to be like, okay. <laughs> uh, Make it a point to go and tell everyone. That's not my thing. I feel like I have transitioned to the point now where if I don't want to tell someone, I don't have to, which is kind of nice. I like that. So I have some friends that I know that probably don't know that I'm trans. I've just never brought it up. It's not because I don't trust them or anything. It's just never come up in conversation. They didn't ask me about my sex life. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> other people ask questions. It's bound to come up like, oh, like, do you have anyone in your family? You know, like, I don't know. Our people at our work are pretty open. And so I'll just kind of watch them be like, I don't like your body language there. So <laughs> maybe yes. I just won't say anything. I've been bullied enough. But no, like all the people there are pretty cool. So I usually tell people, sometimes it just comes up in conversation randomly, or I'm like, oh, I thought I told you. Surprise. <laughs> 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 so I've gotten a lot more open with it before, where because when I first transitioned, I wouldn't tell anyone. Didn't want to. Wanted to wait till I was secure in myself. I think I'm secure enough now that. I'm like, oh, by the way, I was born a girl. So if you have any questions, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that even answered the question, but (laughs) sure. Was there anything noteworthy about your relationship changing from a lesbian relationship to a heterosexual relationship? I mean, everything just kind of stayed the same. My wife doesn't really care. She's bisexual anyway. So she was like, whatever. So it was kind of cool. I mean, now I feel like when people see us, they think that they're like, oh, that's a straight couple. And I'm like, no, no, don't be confused. <laughs> it's like, I I am not a cis white male. Don't worry about it. But it's just like, I don't know. So it's kind of cool. It was kind of hard for me in the beginning. Well, not hard, but I feel like when you're a lesbian, like you like stick out. And I always liked to be different, not obnoxiously different, but like it was always cool to be different from other people. And now I feel like I kind of blend in, which... At first, I felt kind of meh about, like, I didn't want to blend in with everyone else. And then I was like, eh, it's not so bad. (laughs) So it's just that. But I mean, everything with my wife is the same. We've been together, I think, for like seven years. So not a lot has changed. We were basically married before we were married. (laughs) (laughs) So no, not really. Nothing really changed. What's something that cis people take for granted? I think the biggest thing that I took for granted when I was cis was going to the doctor. So when you go to the doctor as like a straight woman or a straight man, you don't really have to disclose anything. It's just normal. You know what I mean? Like I'd be able to go in for a physical, boom, 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 done, easy. Um, wouldn't worry about it, wouldn't be stressed. Blood pressure never was super high or anything. Now <laughs> I've been going to the doctor. I haven't had any surgeries and such. So it's like, I, uh, I have a heart arrhythmia. So I had a heart arrhythmia. I had to go get hooked up to like a bunch of like ECGs and 
I had to get a heart monitor put on. And so I was like having to like constantly be like, hey, like, I know you're expecting me to just whip my shirt off and everything's fine, but there's a couple problems. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was like, just like explaining to them, which I mean, no one was mean to me, which was kind of cool, but they are like old white guys. So they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, oh, don't make me explain this, please. (laughs) So every time I go to a doctor's appointment, that's not with my PCP. So I was able to find a PCP who specializes in trans care. So I'm going to go to like my heart doctor and stuff. I bring my mom or my wife with me just because it helps me feel a little calmer. That's the biggest thing. I look different than you're expecting me to. And I really hope like it just gives me a lot, a lot of anxiety because I know that people have their biases and their prejudices, whether like a degree doesn't make that go away. And I know that I also need to go to the doctor to get checkups and all that. That doesn't just go away. So it's like constantly trying to fight myself. Like you can do it. It'll be fine. Go get some ice cream afterwards or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like going to the doctor when you were little. (laughs) Yeah. Where's my lollipop? (laughs) Yeah. So that's definitely the biggest thing. Everything else I feel like is pretty similar. My support system's a lot better now because I had to weed through the crap and found some really good people that are really nice. So that's cool. That's a a nice side effect. Even if getting to (laughs) that was maybe not super pleasant. It was awful, but it's worth it because now I'm like, look at I have like five, six friends. They're all solid. So I'll take it. That's awesome. <laughs> a good solid friend is, is worth a lot. And my, and my mom, you met my mom. She's really nice. She's yes. the sweetest. And her mom is really nice. <laughs> so like, my family's awesome. The people I have anyways. So how much of your life hasn't changed at all? I mean, inside of my house, nothing's changed, which is nice. You have that to like come back to. It was a little difficult in the beginning, like with pronouns and stuff. And you know, obviously they had known me as female for 18 years. And then all of a sudden I was like, surprise. I think we're good now for the most part. Everyone who I keep around uses my pronouns and my names, which is awesome. So that's changed. But I, I think that like with like my mom and my Nana and my wife's family and all of them, they've all been super like nothing's changed with them. I was really, really nervous because they're all Hispanic too. And I was like, oh man, and they're Catholic. So I was like, oh man, like I know my family is like super, they are very religious and I lost all of them when I came out and her family kind of became like a second family to me. So I was really nervous about losing them too, but I didn't. Her Nana still bakes me cookies and is always very excited to see me and her mom is awesome and her brother was really cool and they just kind of became my new family, I guess. So that didn't change trying to think of what did change a lot didn't change apparently (laughs) i was like i'm still goofy i'm still got my siblings and i still have like my family aspect at least the ones that i had already had so yeah so just to clarify was it your extended family or your dad's side of the family who you had troubles with oh my dad's side of the family Yeah. Which I mean, like I said, so like when I came out as lesbian, I had already kind of came to terms with the fact that I was just not going to be part of their family anymore, which I'm sure, you know, is a little difficult, but it's a pill that has to be swallowed, I guess. I just kind of got tired of living a life that I felt like was already paved out for me. Like, I feel like the moment I came out, it was like, okay, this is what she's going to do. And they had already had my whole life planned out. And I didn't think that was fair. And honestly, like it hurt like hell. It hurt really bad and it took a lot of like willpower and I leaned on my support system a lot, but I'd do it all over again. I would do it all over again, which is crazy to me because I remember when it first started, I was like, why did I do this? This is so stupid. Like really like not never second guessing my choice, just like telling like basically telling myself like I was dumb. I could have just 
blended in for a little longer. Then I realized that something like deep inside of me was like, no, you're just going to be miserable forever. You might as well rip the bandaid off and just get it over <laughs> with. Well, like you said earlier, be wrong and be happy. Right. Right. Well, it's like, we're all, we're all doing stuff that some people don't understand. I think that's okay. It was really tough, but honestly, like I would do it all over again. I am so happy. I feel good in my body, which is surprising. I never thought I would get there. I'm learning to accept things that I can't change. I'm learning. Like, my mental health has gotten so much better. You got a big smile. Yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smiling. That's what I do. Do you have any advice for a trans person who's contemplating transitioning? Look into it. I uh, did a lot, like not a lot of research. I wasn't like doing crazy amounts of research, but you just want to kind of know what you're getting into. You basically have to go through puberty all over again. And it kind of sucks. Your body just kind of freaks out for a little bit and it can have like a big emotional toll because your hormones are kind of everywhere. The way my therapist at the time explained it to me was like your hormones are fighting for control. So like your estrogen is trying to outdo your testosterone, your testosterone trying to outdo your estrogen. And until you get that balance, it is brutal. Find a support system. Whoever you think is going to love you and just apologize to them in advance. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> man, my, my poor wife, geez, like an emotional like roller coaster, which I normally am not, but it was like, I would be really happy and then really mad and then really tired and really grumpy. It was just all over the place. She wrote it off though. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, just make sure that you have like that support system. Even if you have to make it, if it's a makeshift support system, that's okay too. And just don't give up. Like it sucked really bad in the beginning. I know I'm turning people away, but like it sucks really bad, just to be honest. Like it's really hard to give yourself the shots and it's really hard to kind of like override that. Trying to get myself to like give myself a shot was really difficult. It would take me like 45 minutes. It was so hard. Now it takes like 45 seconds. It's not bad, but it's like you just have to learn. You have to just stick with it. That's the biggest thing. Because if I would have just given up, then. I wouldn't be happy. And now I am happy. It's awesome. I mean, you have bad days and stuff, but it's so, it's so nice. That's a theme that I've seen across all the trans folks that I've talked to. Yeah. It's like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Oh, more advice for trans people. Don't ever go into the comments on Facebook. Just don't. Because um, <laughs> I do it sometimes. for everybody. <laughs> I do it sometimes, and I just I don't know why people are so mean and hateful, and that doesn't represent everyone. Um, I feel like with me, like I grew up and I was super ang not angry, eh, angry maybe, but I was just I just felt like everyone hated me. It's like everyone hated me. No one like wants me to be happy, and that's not true at all. And don't let the Facebook comments fool you. <laughs> it's like people are. <laughs> People are really nice and oh, there are some really, really helpful people. There's some crappy people, but that's, that's anywhere. Nice. <laughs> so cool. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Is there anything that you've got kicking around in your brain that I missed? No, I think you did a pretty good job. <laughs> so then I want to end with one more question from the typical person next door series. Okay. And that is, if you had to be famous for something, what would you like to be famous for? I think I would just want to be known as a good person. Like, I think at the end of the day, like nothing else really matters to me. I would just want people to be like, you know what? Jay's a really solid, just good guy. Like just really nice. I would say Mother Teresa, but I've read some stuff. She's not very nice. <laughs> Sorry, Mother Teresa. Um, <laughs> so I just want people to be like, you know, it's a really good guy. 
you would do anything to help because I really would. I want to help everyone. It's become like a almost a fatal flaw at this point, but it's like, I want to help everyone. If anyone needs help with anything, if my siblings need help with anything, I'm always the first one there. Uh, my sister just got a dog, a tiny little dog, and she called us at like 11 p.m. and was like, I don't know what it eats. And so we went all the way over to the <laughs> house. It was only like four weeks old. It was like, and so we had to get them like milk, like puppy formula. It was, it was crazy. But it's like, I want people to know that I'm that person. If you ever need anything, like I need 100%, I'll make it happen. I'll find a way to do it. I'll find a way to talk you through it. If I don't know how to do it, I'll find someone that can. I really just want to be famous for helping people. That's what I really like to do. (laughs) Going to school to be a doctor will help. (laughs) Yeah. It has been amazing talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Ordinary Chaos is written, produced, edited, and all the things by me, he. The music was created by Keith Kelly. You can find show notes and learn more about the podcast, about Keith, or about me at OrdinaryChaosPodcast.com. As always, Ordinary Chaos is an ad-free podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to OrdinaryChaosPodcast.com, scroll down, and click Support the Podcast.